For the most part, our culture rewards doing over being and compartmentalizing, overtaking an integrated holistic approach to almost everything. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money because success with money is never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to join me today. I'm also really, really good at helping people navigate complex financial decisions. One client was thinking about selling their business and came to me looking for help on how to evaluate their options. Another came to me because after 10 years with their current employer, they're now ready to go out on their own. Another was frustrated because they were working hard and making money, but not the amount of money that matched what they wanted or needed. My work with them gave them clarity, hope, and a personalized game plan. If these are things you're looking for too, as you navigate the complex financial decisions in your business and life, well, let's chat. I have openings in my private coaching practice for three one-on-one -on -one clients this month. The call is complimentary. You can tell me what's going on. I can tell you what I'm hearing, and we can explore if working together to get you the results you want makes sense. Send me a DM on Instagram, say discovery call, and we'll get you a link to schedule a time to chat. Now on to today's show. <sighs> I am back from a bit of time away. I was on the beautiful island of Isla Mujeres attending a week-long leadership retreat. And at the time of this recording, the story I'm about to share with you took place exactly two weeks ago today. It was a Wednesday morning, the first session of our third day, and soon into it, on the couch, with the beautiful Caribbean ocean as my backdrop, I am crying. Y'all, I don't cry easily. So when I do, it is because something deep inside of me has been touched. And I'm not just crying. I'm crying, crying, like I cannot stop the steady stream of tears running down my cheeks. I also can't stop thinking you are not supposed to cry at a leadership retreat. Who does that? My tears were the cathartic release. I didn't know I needed. Turns out the entire retreat was an experience I didn't know I needed but desperately did. The timing of the retreat was perfect. As you may have heard me mention in previous episodes, for the last 18 months or so, I've been on a very intentional and strategic journey to level up the operations and speaking arm of my business. At the beginning of this year, I decided it was now time to turn my focus onto the coaching arm of my business. So my purpose for attending the retreat was to get ideas on how to level up this critical pillar. And given how much I've been describing my recent choices as me taking things to the next level, the retreat's title was kind of perfect too. Admittedly though, I didn't tune into that alignment 
until I was on the plane headed home for what ended up being an unexpected 12-hour exhausting journey. But back to this particular Wednesday. Later that evening, in the quiet confines of my room, looking out to this gorgeous pool, in a quiet moment, I was just reminded of how everything is an inside-out job. Regardless of the topic, be it work, life, or money, or the industry, be it leadership, law, finance, marketing, medicine, beauty, sports, the arts, I'm certainly am missing a few disciplines. If you want to improve your performance in it, you first must go inward. And despite what some might have you think, there is simply no way to escape the personal development aspect of what it means to get better at something. For the most part, our culture rewards doing over being and compartmentalizing overtaking an integrated, holistic approach to almost everything. So in a culture where taking an inside-out approach is underrated, it's pretty radical. It's a pretty radical move by Charlie Gilkey, whom you've heard on the podcast before. He was, when we first got started, he was episode 23. Um, but it was a pretty radical move by Charlie and Angela Wheeler to design an experience that centered and encouraged you to bring your whole self to the table, that really encouraged you to lead with being. I often say that owning a business will take you on quite the personal growth and development journey because whether you're looking to, to make something better in your business, what that typically requires is that you personally have to up-level in some way. And it might be in the realm of self-awareness, self-esteem, or skills, or maybe leadership. And the same is true when it comes to improving your financial situation and navigating complex financial decisions. The things that you wrestle with in terms of self-worth and your place in the world, whew, child. And by the way, when I say self-worth, I mean this in terms of asking for what you want, not in terms of the price you charge for your work. And in case you don't know this about me, I hate the phrase, charge what you're worth. Whew, don't like it. Upon my return, as I posted on social media, I unpacked my bags the night I got home. Remember, I'm type A and an Enneagram 3. But I know that I will be unpacking all that was unlocked for me for days, weeks, and months to come. I also know that in order to integrate my takeaways from the retreat, that there are a few habits that I'm going to need to change about how I approach my work and the management of my business. I'm also going to need to create my own mini retreats to sustain me throughout the year. And just in case you are now saying, I could use a retreat too, here are five things in particular for you to keep in mind as you design your retreat experience. Beginning with this, number one self-reflection. 
taking a deeper look at your actions, your attitude, and your environment so that you can better understand how you think, feel, and behave, that is paramount. But before you examine what has happened, why, and what are you going to do about it moving forward, do me a favor. First, give yourself permission and the space to dream. Sit for as long as you can with the question, what do you want? For me, this sequence really, really matters because being an action taker, that is my default mode of operating. I'm a striver. I get shit done. I'm one of those people who doesn't need an accountability buddy to do things. I need them more as a brainstorming partner. I'm also a problem solver and I frequently identify unexpected solutions. I've been described as contrarian and I am really okay with that label. So that's number one, self-reflection. Number two, meaningful relationships. I had the pleasure of retreating with others. However, going into the experience, I only knew the co-facilitators, Charlie and Angela. I met the others as strangers, but let me tell you, after a full week together and all the things that were shared, we certainly left with a deep and tremendous bond. But unlike me, you may end up having to do a solo retreat experience. And if so, what I hope will be possible for you is that you can at least debrief with others. Because while there are certainly aspects of a retreat that are and really ought to be uh, a solo endeavor, one of the many benefits of my time in Isla Mujeres was having my blind spots revealed by and through others. And this is so important. Why? Because we are often too close to see what is glaringly obvious to others. And the seeing by others can sometimes give us the clarity we didn't even know we were missing. That's number two, meaningful relationships. Number three, time to do nothing. Build in time to literally do nothing. If your retreat is just for a few hours, then set a timer for 15 to 20 minutes to simply be. And guess what? Staring out of a window, that counts. I'm asking you to do this because in the stillness of the quiet, you may have a creative spark that leads to new ideas and unblocks answers that you've been seeking, but it's just been way too noisy for you to hear them or for you to see them. So that's number three. Number four is higher EQ. A deeper sense of self-awareness and self-appreciation doesn't mean being a perfect human being, but man, being comfortable in your own skin, knowing deeply what you are uniquely bringing to the table, being as honest about the skills and the habits that you need to cultivate and deepen as you are about the ones that you do with ease, having a teachable spirit, having and honoring your boundaries and remembering that you get to want what you want. Oh, oh my God, that is so, so, so sexy. 
And then if you layer onto this, a heightened awareness of the emotions of others around you, mm, you are on fire. And that is one of the values of retreats, right? Retreats can help you, give you the space to help you increase your emotional intelligence about yourself and about others. And here's number five. What is your answer to the question? What game are you playing? If you approach your work, life, and money choices as if you are playing the long game, you do so very differently than if you are in it for a quick win. You have a growth mindset in terms of the projects, the priorities, and the goals that you set, and the team that you assemble to help you along the way. You make sure to take time to celebrate the successes along the way. And when setbacks inevitably occur, as they will, you view that and them as opportunities to move forward better and perhaps more resourced. So taking an inside approach to work, life, and money, that may be underrated by our culture at large. But you don't have to adopt that perspective. In fact, I am in your ear on or on your screen if you are watching via YouTube right now to suggest that you don't. And if I haven't made enough of a case for why it matters, consider this. Whether the retreat you design for yourself is for a few hours, a full day, a long weekend, or maybe you get away for a full week like I did, think of it as a form of self-care. Well, that is it for today, folks. As always, thank you so much for listening and joining me all the way until the end. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for that. And thank you for helping us to grow our viewership and subscribers over there. Before you hop, if today's episode sparked a reflection or an aha, I'd love to hear more about that. So please send me a DM on Instagram. And as I said at the top, if you'd like to explore working with me in my private business and financial coaching practice, well, then send me a DM on Instagram. In a nutshell, I help entrepreneurs and small business owners design or redesign a business that is thriving so that they can personally thrive too with more ease. So once more, thank you for listening today. If you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast and or perhaps this particular episode, please share it so that we can reach more people. Take a screen grab and then, you know, tag me as you're sharing it with your friends on social media. If you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to leave a rating and a review. We do take the time to read them. And if you are on YouTube, please, you know, put a comment below. And of course, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash jacquette. Again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash jacquette. I will be back with another episode. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. Money.